This is Studio Insights, a Provost Studio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Studio Insights, a Provost Studio podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, we're diving into the design process for a new studio. We're going to be going through some of the nitty-gritty, some of the decision-making process, some of the different considerations that go into this. And joining me today, once again, on the podcast is Peter Provost, the Director of Design and President of Provost Studio. Peter, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad you weren't uh, scared away by the first episode, so I'm, I'm thrilled to have you back on. And also joining us today is Brian Stockmaster. He's a project manager at Provost Studio. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Brian, with this being your first time on the podcast here, give us an idea of what your role is at Provost Studio and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my background is uh, technical theater. I've spent the past 20, 25 years uh, in fabrication shops and doing project management. So uh, now working with Peter and um, helping his clients bring their uh, their visions to reality, and um, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, what do I do? Uh, nuts and bolts, you know. Uh, it's the it's the stuff no one really generally pays attention to, or it's the budgeting, the uh, the structural, the AV, you know, all the stuff that you're not looking at. That's the stuff I focus on. And generally, that's the stuff that is incredibly important when it comes to these sorts of projects, right? Uh, that, that nuts and bolts aspect of things, the things that people aren't often looking at, not the bells and whistles, but the, the things that really make a project happen. Those are the things where, those are the parts where things can get hung up, right? And where the details really matter. So that's, that's an important job. Peter, can you speak a little bit to that and the, the importance of someone being in Brian's role? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we, are very careful about when we approach projects is that this integration and inclusion of not only consultants, but the, the full understanding of what it takes to put together a project. And so, you know, somebody um, such as Brian, who's got the level of expertise that he does, it's absolutely critical to making the project work, right? So it's not all about design, all about what's in front of the camera, because ultimately it's the stuff that happens behind, uh, you know, the scenery that, that makes it durable, last, useful and effective for the clients. Uh, so it's really kind of... It's all intertwined. Yeah, it's totally intertwined. And I think the, the difficulty with, you know, historically, you know, we have, we have a lot of clients that haven't done this before. We have a lot of clients that haven't um, put studios in. And maybe they've got a media room. Maybe they've been doing some podcasts uh, in a in a closet. We see that a lot, you know, or a, like or an office, and they want to grow. And so, how do you how does a, how does a client move from that scenario to having a, a full production studio? What are the steps? So that's that's a that's one of the fun things about what we're doing now, frankly, and. One of the things that um, I think I bring to the table is for Peter is is the ability to help help keep an eye on those nuts and bolts, right? So it takes a team to to really execute a project well, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah. I think one of the things that we're finding with these corporate webcast studios is that clients, while they may be from a Fortune 500 company, 
uh, very familiar with advertising, marketing, understand their brand, and they may even have some video experience. Those clients may not have expertise from, in developing a studio from ground up. And so what's great about having um, you know, a partner like Brian um, involved with our, with our office is that I can, I can speak very much, very much about you know, what the effect of the design is relative to the type of content, but at the same time, we have someone with deep uh, fabrication and installation experience that can talk about the logistics of developing, building, installing a studio within a specific space. And not to say that we don't have the ability to speak to those things based on our 20 years of experience putting together studios, but having um, somebody like Brian that can probably much more eloquently discuss those nuts and bolts than I can really helps create that bridge for clients. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point, and uh, and so Brian, I, I suppose just from your perspective, knowing all the nuts and bolts and everything, let's dive into that process a little bit more. So you know that a client wants a webcast studio in their facility somewhere, and and so what are the first steps that you take? You have that knowledge, you know that uh, this is what the client wants. What are the first steps that you take, and what are the first things that you're doing in order to make that happen? So I, I think that one of the, the first step. It, it depends when we're brought into the process. And I guess I would encourage clients to involve, involve us at least um, as early in the process as possible, frankly. Your space selection is really the part of the first thing we should look at. Uh, whether you're going to be in, are you converting an old conference room? Are you building a new building? Are you, do you want it to be open space? So that you have more of like this newsroom feel to it, you know, all of these things matter. Is it in, the, in an existing it, office? Are they? Experience? Is it existing right. office? Or are you going to put up a building? Um, all of these things have a lot of variables that we want to look at. Um, everything from electrical data, structural. We want to take a look at the space as a whole from from the acoustic point of view, um, and and really work with our clients to choose the right space based on their needs and where they want to grow. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's key as well as where do you want to be down the road? You know, you're going to start doing this. Where do you want to go? Let's that's, help us get, then we can help you get there. That's one of the things that I think clients don't understand or not don't, don't understand. They don't realize that we can provide consultancy around that. So right. they see from a studio, they, they just see the in front, in front of the camera stuff, which is beautiful and it works and it helps them communicate who they are. But which is, uh, but the one thing that is just as important is like the planning, the initial thinking of the project, and down to the first move of where do we put this the studio space, right? Right. Um, so, and and as what we're finding is that the more corporate broadcast studios that we do. Um, being able to be brought in sooner rather than later is actually more in, it's, it's advantageous for us, of course, but it's most advantageous for the client. 
That's a great point because there are obviously things that, that given your experience, that, that you've seen and that you know and that sort of thing. Like I, I wonder if you've ever walked into a facility and they say, okay, this is the place we've chosen for our studio. We've begun to do this and this and that sort of thing. And it turns out it's right next to, let's say, an elevator bank that gets really noisy during a busy time of the day or something like that. Have you seen situations like that that could have been prevented had you been brought in earlier? Yeah. All, all the time, uh, whether it be an elevator, elevator bank or a, a toilets, a, a toilets uh, yeah. the, you know, the, kitchen. the kitchen above kitchen. or below, yeah. you know, all these things are incredibly loud spaces. And then, and then to uh, isolate that sound and keep it out of the space for the, the shooting to happen clean inside the space takes a lot of work. So, so. as at, like, as a specific example, um, we've been hired to provide pre-design construction services and planning. And so we are bringing the acoustic engineer, we're bringing the, the lighting and lighting infrastructure, lighting design firm. Uh, what else will we bring in? AV planning, obviously AV. scenic. So sometimes control. Control, yeah. Um, so I think the point is, is that the way that we approach projects is very integrated, even though it may not be directly applicable to the scenic scope of work. We really feel like there's a need for clients to understand the, the overall comprehensive approach to a project. To see the, the, the full scope of it, I suppose, is, is kind of what it sounds yeah. like. And, and um, Brian, exactly. one of the things right. that, that people hate when it comes to one of the things that people hate when it comes to projects like this are delays and, and things that kind of uh, hang things up. And it, it seems like it, bringing you in sooner in the process is something we keep coming back to. But the more of the, the scope that you're able to lay out and the more control you're able to have from beginning to end, probably the, the, the lower the risk for things being delayed and things um, you know getting slowed down or bogged down because, oh, we didn't see this coming or this kind of caught us by surprise or we got to work around this. Is that the case? Absolutely. And not only does it uh, bringing a team in early not only prevents schedule uh, overruns, but cost overruns. So what our goal is to help you help you understand and realize the full scope of cost of project, not just, you know, we can tell you how much it's going to cost to build the scenery to put in there, to make the space beautiful inside when we're done. But what facility costs, what infrastructure costs are, are associated with this project as well? And those we can help you sort out um, at the beginning so that we're not going back to the well, so to speak, piecemeal. And, and I, we find that um, the approval process is a lot easier when you have everything laid out for proper presentation and understanding by the uh, executive level. I mean, one of, the, one of the other things that we find is that if we don't approach the project comprehensively, it, in the end, it tends to come out of the scenic bucket anyway. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, it's more advantageous for the client as it relates to the scenic scope to have those discussions about the overall project cost at the very beginning rather than hope it all gets done before we get there. And now we've decided we're on set. And we've decided that there's no acoustic barrier between the, the hallway that's outside and the studio inside. And when we're on air, you can hear, you know, heels or conversation um, down the down the corridor. So it's happened. 
That's a really interesting point. It it, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder what sorts of factors do you guys see that that maybe clients don't just because they don't have that particular experience. Uh, it, you know, I, I think of things like acoustics and lighting and, and things that you guys have to think through that maybe people are slightly aware of, but might not have the same expert level of expertise, right? So acoustics is something that you obviously have to think through and you want it to sound good. Um, you don't want it to sound like it's uh, a concert in a gymnasium, right? And so how do you kind of uh, work through those types of factors with, with clients to help them understand the importance of, uh, of these specific steps and these kind of nitty-gritty decisions that you have to make? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, the first, well, the first thing we do is th- there's usually kind of a, you know, the, the, the matrixy thing that we use like a flow chart yeah so we start when we begin a conversation with a client we start with what we call a scope of work matrix right which sounds kind of technical but it it basically breaks the project down into like five main buckets so you have the base building bucket which has hvac mechanical lighting um or electrical and uh, acoustics and data, and then you've got like the scenic bucket, you've got the lighting bucket, you've got the AV bucket, and then you've got the, uh, the AV control for control rooms, which we don't design, but we recommend partners. And so just by a very simple discussion about going through each one of those points with the client, at the very beginning, we decide, we, we um, discover where those gaps are. And, um, you know, so- sometimes like as an example, we'll go into an existing space that wasn't designed for, for broadcast. And for instance, it maybe it's got acoustic, uh, maybe it's got acoustic panels on the inside and what seemingly would be a great space, but from a client that may not have done it before, um, we don't, they don't realize that the duct work that's above doesn't have dampers on it. And so that when the HVAC turns on, it's loud, right? As an example, or, um, but dampers, sp- those dampers actually are located right. in the room, and when they turn on and off, they make noise as well, right. instead of being located outside the room. Small things like that that uh, a lot of people just aren't going to think about. Right. Or there's like a big old beam that cuts right through the center of the space, mm-hmm. and when we want to do a grid, it basically means that the whole grid's going to have to be super low, or we have to break the grid around the beam. Um, I, I really think that in a you know, in addition to Brian's expertise relative to that, that my architectural training, mm-hmm. I'm able to um, discuss, uh, I probably know uh, maybe enough to be dangerous, but I'm able, we are able to interface with architecture and engineering teams around those building systems and um, speak to what, from our perspective, from the broadcast, and we need to make a successful studio work. So, from y'all's perspective, what sorts of questions do you want clients asking themselves and maybe kind of know what they want ahead of time when they come to you? Do you want them to kind of have thought through a certain set of things and priorities and that sort of thing before they come? What sorts of things do you want them to think through before you guys begin having conversations and work gets started? Is there anything along those lines that comes to mind? For me, yeah. I mean, I think this is where... What's important to me is to understand how they want to use the space. Yes, you can ask yourself the questions about what room do I want it in? You mean from a, a content, from a, from content a, perspective? Yeah. But how do you want to use the space from a content yeah. perspective? How do you want to shoot the space? 
not necessarily like, oh, I was thinking we'd have a wall over here. Not that. But what types of shows do you want to do in there? Is it always going to be one person in front of a camera behind it with a screen? Are you thinking that you want to involve uh, multiple people? You know, it starts to speak to the size of the studio. It starts to speak to the quantity of lighting, the quality of the acoustics. All of this starts to... By thinking about how they want to use the studio, we really gather a lot of information about this, what the space needs to be. We effectively call those use cases, right? So yeah. we'll go, we'll go um, have a conversation with a client if they're already doing video content. What are the specific use cases um, that they're using right now, and what do they want to do in the future? So, as an example, you know, a client may be doing. <laughs> interview one-on-one -on -one interviews with the CEO on a quarterly update for instance but what they really want to be able to do is they want to have this you know immersive media space uh, with large format digital um, display technology and have it be a stand-up situation well you know how we approach both the lighting how we approach the scenic and even how we shoot um, those two use cases are very different so it's really nice to know what, you know, how are you currently using the studio or a studio and how would you like to in the future? Those are super important, um, you know, super important considerations. I mean, quite frankly, some clients don't know, like they just, they don't, they don't know what goes into one or the benefit of one use case versus another. And so then we start talking about, okay, well, what kind of content are you making? Right. Is it for, you know, is it for education purposes? Is it a product demonstration? Is it a quarterly financial update? What kind of content are you currently, um, you know, developing? And we can help kind of fill the gaps in terms of what the best use case might be relative to, you know, um, that content. So we, we do that as well. That makes a lot of sense. It's almost starting with the end goal in mind and then working backwards. And when you know what they want to create and how they want to do it and how they want to use the space, then you're able to kind of work backwards that way and kind of have that full scope of things so that you know where they want to end up. So you, you guys with your expertise know where you want to start. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That was an easy way. I know. <laughs> Thank you. We've covered. We've yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so we've covered a lot of ground and talked a lot about a lot of factors, a lot of things that you think through. What have we missed? Is there anything that that you guys do and, and that you guys think through on projects like this, and any steps that you take that we haven't covered to this point? Uh, what what sorts of things have we missed, or, or that you want to make sure that we mention so that people are aware? We could talk about flexibility. That's a whole separate that's a, episode. That's a whole, we should have a whole separate episode on flexibility. Yeah. We always know. So you may have, as a, for a client, you, if you're the client and you say, this is what I want to be able to do, we always talk to you about future growth. And I think that yeah. that's the flexibility Peter's speaking to. And so how do we, how do we try and anticipate where once you get this new space, this wonderful new space that you've been excited about and everyone's ready to jump into once you have that then your mind is sort of blown a little bit and you're like oh but now i can do x y and z right and so how do we how do we anticipate your next move and that's it's difficult but we try and always anticipate your next move your next grow growth and um and build that in as well when when appropriate and possible yeah 
Oh, I've got something. I just yeah. know. All right. So one of the things I think that we keep trying to discuss with clients is, all right, so you've got these, this content that you're developing, right? You understand your brand, you understand who you are, and across all of your existing marketing channels, you're pretty consistent. It looks beautiful. It feels like you. It's branded appropriately. Um, the content is great. I think that there's a misunderstanding, not a misunderstanding, a, um, well, maybe a misunderstanding of how we translate your brand to uh, a video environment. And so, like, what we do, we create a space, right? We create a room, a volume. It's not just like the a logo here, right? And, and uh, a backdrop, right? So, what we try to really do is create an immersive space that speaks about like who you are, your legacy, your history, what you guys do. And it, it, it's, it's not just like logos and, and the logos colors from your, yeah. Colors from your, your, your marketing deck. I mean, it can be that it can be that I guess what, what, what I would ask would be from a client's perspective, like come with an understanding of who you are, which is awesome as a brand, the, um, the audience that you want to reach, which is awesome. Uh, and, and have an idea kind of of the kind of content and your use cases, but most importantly, have an open mind to, you know, what the end product is going to be. Because when we, when we have a client that is open minded, that still understands what they want, we, we can kind of collaborate in a, in a, in a way that is, is really a big successful project. It allows for a variety of looks and feels within the space, which all reinforce their brand and and helps promote their message. And I think that oft, sometimes we see clients that aren't open to that. And I guess I feel that the results are, are good. You know, they, they are getting what they need or are asking for, but they limit themselves by not bringing an open mind and willingness to explore new things, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 that, that makes a lot of sense. So know, you know, kind of where you want to go, what you want to do, the, the kind of content you want to produce, but then also have a good idea of who you are um, and, and come in with an open mind of being able to tell that story in new, fresh, and exciting ways. Um, that seems like some pretty good advice for anybody starting this process or looking to kind of enter into the process that we've been talking about today of just building out their own studio for, you know, a specific purpose. Absolutely. Well, guys, you've given us a, a lot of excellent stuff to, to think about today, and I think viewers and, and listeners will really, really enjoy your insights and getting to learn a little bit more from your perspectives. And so, uh, Peter Prevot and uh, Brian Stockmaster, guys, thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast and sharing a little bit more and uh, sharing those first steps and how you kind of get into the nitty-gritty of building out a studio in a space. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Tyler. Take care. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Studio Insights, a Provost Studio podcast. We appreciate it very much. Of course, stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We'll continue to dive into this, talk a little bit more about the next steps, what happens after that initial nitty-gritty phase, uh, how do you do rehearsals, things along those lines. We'll dive into all of that with these guys here in upcoming episodes, so stay tuned for that. Best way to stay up to date is subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or of course, go visit Provost's website as well for more. And stay tuned, stay up to date with the latest. We'll be back very soon with those upcoming episodes. But for this one today, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.